You've seen our research on social media. Now, join us as we dive deeper into the public health topics of our time, featuring new studies and findings generated by our faculty and researchers committed to advancing health equity. From the Department of Population and Public Health Sciences at Keck School of Medicine of USC, this is Preventive Pros, the podcast. My name's Richard Watanabe. I'm a professor of biostatistics in the Department of Population and Public Health Sciences. I'm also currently serving as associate dean for health and population science programs uh, for the Keck School of Medicine. I've been doing research in type 2 diabetes and obesity for my entire career. In fact, I started working in this area as a graduate student. And my primary interest right now is the interplay between genetics and physiology. In other words, how does genetic variation that increases risk for type 2 diabetes or obesity, how does that play in terms of physiology to then alter your risk for these diseases? Diabetes and obesity go hand in hand. Obesity is a risk factor, a significant risk factor for type 2 diabetes. Obesity is also a risk factor for other diseases like cardiovascular disease, hypertension, uh, even cancer. And so understanding that interplay between obesity and type 2 diabetes is very important. And of course, diabetes is highly prevalent in the United States and across the world. And so it's, it's one of the major chronic health problems in, the, in this country. Um, I think what most people don't know is we all know that cardiovascular disease is the sort of number one killer in the United States. But what most people don't know is that diabetes actually underlies many heart attacks. And so actually diabetes is also a significant contributor to cardiovascular deaths. So my research group is trying to understand those factors that go into your risk for these diseases. And we're attacking that through two different ways. One is to look at genetic variation because we know there's a genetic basis for these. And so we're looking across the human genome to see where we can identify genetic variation that may be contributing to risk. And then we're trying to understand then how does that risk actually change your physiology to increase your risk for these diseases. So that's trying to understand the underlying biology of these genetic variants. So our research, basically our goal is to try to understand that physiology so that we can then try to understand how there might be better pharmacological targets if we want to try to do pharmacological therapies or maybe do some other lifestyle intervention that may improve people's ability to control their blood sugar or to control their body weight. Um, one of the things that we also focus on is actually prevention. So trying to understand, again, how these factors can be manipulated before people develop the disease. So if we know we have a family, let's say, of individuals who have a genetic history of diabetes or obesity, we already know these people are going to be at high risk. And so can we do something to help prevent them from moving over uh, to developing diabetes and manage their health a little better? So our genetic research is actually done in partnership with institutes and research groups across the globe. Um, for many of these diseases, we've basically formed these consortia of multiple studies and we're sharing data and doing joint analyses to identify these genetic variants. 
Here at USC, though, we do focus on some of the biological mechanisms. So my research, again, be, we're trying to understand how genes play with the environment, your lifestyle, essentially, and whether we can identify things that might be manipulated to reduce your risk. We've also done research um, that basically shows that if we can intervene early and alter your insulin sensitivity, that is how sensitive your tissues are to the hormone insulin, and insulin's the primary hormone that regulates blood sugar, if we can intervene early, we can actually reduce your risk significantly uh, in terms of future development of diabetes. And then others here at USC are looking at the role of the brain and how the brain plays into both obesity and type 2 diabetes. You know, how are we wired? Are some people wired so that they actually consume more calories, and that's why they're overweight, and can we manipulate that to then, again, get them to not eat so many calories? Or are there other places of the brain that may be controlling functions of the body that may be altering, again, your risk for developing these diseases? So we're attacking this problem from multiple angles. So if we look on a population level, the outlook looks pretty bleak. Um, the estimates for the prevalence of type 2 diabetes and obesity keeps increasing. Um, you know, some statistical modeling work that's been done to try to predict what's going to be happening in the future suggests not so much in the United States or in the Western world, but in, you know, in Asia and other parts of the globe, we're expecting to see significant increases in diabetes and obesity. And so as a public health problem, we, this is going to be challenging for quite a while. However, there is good news on the horizon. We do know, for example, if you reduce your body weight by roughly 7 to 10%, you can actually reduce your risk for future diabetes by almost 60%. And so this gets into dispelling a lot of myths out there, like you know the idea that you somehow, if you're overweight or obese, that you have to get back to being normal weight, which is a challenge for a lot of people. Well, actually, you don't need to do that, right? So 7 to 10% of your body weight is something that's eminently achievable. And just by doing that, reducing your health risk by 50 or 60% is pretty significant. And so getting that message out as well, that dispelling these myths about you have to be normal weight, you know, my BMI has to be in a certain, you know, normal range, I think is important. It's not about, I, I understand people do that mostly for image purposes, but from a health perspective, you don't have to get all the way to normal. And so we're also looking at things like weight loss, et cetera, and how that affects the biology and how we might, again, manipulate that to reduce people's risk in the future. And there's other research going on that basically shows a lot of promise where we may be able to manage people's diabetes better and also reduce their risk. Preventive Pros, the podcast, is produced by the Department of Population and Public Health Sciences at Keck School of Medicine of USC. To learn more about any of our episodes or to subscribe to our monthly Preventive Dose newsletter featuring the latest in public health research and news, visit pphs.usc.edu forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.